Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. We will have uh, John Oran from Sports Business Journal. Media reporter will be on to talk about a little potpourri in sports media. We, we talked heavily about uh, the future of the NFL on TV with the DirecTV Sunday ticket contract coming up, streaming, whether ABC is going to get involved, John had a wealth of information on all this uh, NFL TV contract negotiations and uh, how the landscape of how you consume the NFL will change. And then we got into some other things like the new Fox College football pregame show and uh, MLB All-Star Game ratings, Women's World Cup soccer ratings. So it's a media potpourri on this episode with John Oran. Before we get to him, a couple of things. Um SI.com, our podcast overseers, want to hear from you and get some feedback from you on our podcast. So if you can take a moment just to go to SI.com slash media survey, SI.com, type it in right now, SI.com slash media survey, you can fill out a, it'll take you one minute. It's a survey about this podcast. Hopefully you just say nice things, but give it a, give it a quick, uh, Whirl, if you don't mind, they would greatly appreciate hearing from you and getting your feedback on this podcast. And of course, I got to tell you about past podcasts we've done, and hopefully, you can dig into the archives. If you have missed any recent podcasts, we've had some great guests. Last week, Ramona Shelburne from ESPN uh, on NBA free agency and how out of control the reporting was on it with Kawhi and Durant and Kyrie. Week before that was Joe Buck 
good baseball stuff with Joe. And then two, uh, three weeks ago, Seth Rollins, people still listening to that podcast where he came on and uh, fought back against WWE critics. And then uh, as Scott Van Pelt from ESPN was on before that. So if you go into the archives and you can listen to any of those, if you've missed them, subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate it greatly. And uh, also si.com slash media survey. All right. Now let's get right to John O'Ran from Sports Business Journal on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now for a little sports media potpourri, media reporter for Sports Business Journal, regular on this podcast, John Oran. John, how are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm well. Uh, you know, we're in the summer now, waiting for football to come, but there's a decent amount of media news going on right now, so that's always a good thing. You know, here in D.C., this weekend apparently is going uh, the low temperature over the weekend is going to be 88 degrees. That's going to be our yeah. low. So, yeah, it's a sun- the, the summer is here for, for real. I saw I saw Saturday here supposed to be 98, and uh, now after the blackout over the weekend here, I'm, I'm petrified to take the subway. More petrified <laughs> than usual to take the subway every day, so it's not pleasant. I'm not a summer guy, but that's besides the point. Um one of the reasons I'm not a summer guy is because there's no football, but it'll be here before we know it. And uh, I wanted to have you on to discuss the NFL DirecTV Sunday ticket because there have been more and more rumblings each day. I know you had some things about it recently. Um, well, let, let me start with this. There was a report, I guess, in The Athletic that said the NFL will stick with DirecTV exclusively through the end of their contract, which goes through the 2021 season, meaning you're at, if you don't have DirecTV, you're out of luck until at least 2022. Is that accurate? Do we know anything about that yet? What can you tell us about that? Uh, what I've heard is that, is that uh, that's the most likely scenario, but uh, there still is about you know three or four weeks left of uh, of negotiations to to take place, and the problem is is that Directv is on the hook now for you know 1.5 billion dollars for uh, per year mm-hmm. for exclusive access to Sunday Ticket, and the the NFL isn't going to redo Directv's deal to take less than that. So the, so if they were going to redo Directv's deal, Directv would take take less and give up exclusivity and they then they would need somebody like an Amazon or an ESPN plus or DAZN, whoever to make up that difference and and that that's been the big problem so so uh, the, the most likely scenario in, in my reading of things is that uh, is that the NFL is going to stick with DirecTV for two for two more years and then sort of step back and, and figure out how they want to go forward with their out-of-market package so let me ask you this just to, just to be clear and sort of lay out the entire situation for everyone listening. The current contract DirecTV has with the NFL is for exclusivity through the 2020-2021 season. And you're saying most likely the NFL will stick with that. It, something, let's say something crazy happens and the NFL decides. So does the NFL, they have an opt-out now if they wanted Right, and it's it's at the NFL's discretion, and it came this off season, and the, so they've they, they've been looking into doing it, and that's why you've had different people. John Skipper, you know, he went on the record with us about a month ago, saying that that he's had talks and he's interested in it. Right, uh, ESPN, that you know, they're interested in it for ESPN Plus. Amazon is always around, kicking kicking the tires on it. 
Uh, so there are plenty of people that are interested in, in this, uh, but the, the, again, the price tag is so high. Um, adding to that, you know, the DirecTV is taking a look at it, and they're, they're not getting, um, generally speaking, any new subscribers from having Sunday Ticket. Sunday Ticket has always been a, a vehicle for them to, to gain subscribers. What it is now for them is a, a way to retain subscribers. I mean, I know a ton of people that have DirecTV solely for Sunday Ticket. Right. And if they gave that up, or if you could get it from a, 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 at a lower cost elsewhere, they would probably lose a, a lot more subscribers. So it is a, it's, a, it's a way to, to keep subscribers sticky, so to speak. Um, so, so DirecTV isn't as in love with it as they used to be because they're just not getting as many more many more subscribers from it. I listen. I can go on a whole rant here now because you you kind of the just, Directv rant. Yeah, I can't no, wait I, to I'm, hear. I'm it. not going to do it because if you're a loyal listener of this podcast, you've heard the whole story. I canceled. Just it. Just remind me yeah. again. When did you give it up? In September. Uh, no, I gave it up. They, they they put 29 holes in my roof in September. I canceled and went to Verizon FiOS in March. After being with them, after being with Directv for twenty years, do you miss Sunday Ticket? Did you? Well, did I haven't. You miss that at all? I haven't had. I canceled in March, so I haven't experienced a an NFL season without it yet. My, I, I'm sure on opening day, I'm going to have major withdrawals, and I'll probably need a Xanax. But the way I look at it is, I look at it this way: you're always going to get the best late game on TV. The, the 425, the best game of the day, is always going to be on CBS or Fox. And I can do without, you know, there's usually two or three other games at 425. And it's usually, you know, Arizona, San Francisco, and Oakland. And I, I think I'll survive without those. Fine. One o'clock is the issue. So the plan is to just go to a sports bar for the one o'clock games every week. Um, but if, you know, Amazon or Netflix or ESPN Plus had Sunday ticket availability, I would be the first person to sign up. So, you know what's interesting about that, though, is that in a, in a lot of ways, I mean, everything the NFL does, they get more money out of. So I'm not yeah. suggesting that they're going to get less for Sunday ticket because they, they, you know, uh, uncover a rock and money money pops out. But it is it is less valuable now than it ever has been, partly because there there are less games that are included in in the uh, Sunday ticket package. If you right. think about, we're starting now uh, with Thursday night football that goes a f- uh, virtually a full season, and with Fox on it now, they're they're getting better games on on Thursday night. Right. They have that the early window London games that happen about four times a, a year. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Sunday night. They have Thursday night. Uh, they have Monday night. They have a uh, they're going to do some on Saturday. And all of a sudden, they're they're spreading it out so much that that the the amount of money that Directv or anybody else is paying for an out of market package, you don't need as much. So if if you're a fan of, you know, I, if you're a fan of the Cowboys, you're going to be able to say, see 14 of the 16 games right. w- without it. If you're a fan of, of of the Jaguars, you could probably see easily half the games without it. I would think. The other factor in all this too, which you know, I'm not breaking any news to you i mean the popularity uh, i find stunning of the red zone channel and i think a lot of people are more than satisfied with the red zone channel and don't even consider sunday ticket i i've never watched the red zone channel in my life because i've always had the sunday ticket so i'd either watch the games i want to watch or I, I i mean i was a game i would always watch the game mix channel and i'd watch the eight games at once or the four games at once i never but i know everyone basically you know 
gets all hot and bothered over how great the red zone channel is and i think that prevents people from wanting to shell out three hundred dollars plus for the nfl sunday ticket package yeah it's incredible for uh the red uh the red uh, not red zone the uh, sunday ticket package launched in 1994 on direct tv and for the next probably two decades the cable industry uh comcast and time warner and, and charter they all were so angry because they wanted a piece of that, and they thought that they were giving you know, DirecTV a, a, a competitive edge over cable, and they could never get a, pe- a, a, a part of that. Well, I was talking to some cable sources who said they're not even interested in it now, and it's all down to the Red Zone channel. They, they think that they can effectively get their, their uh, sports fans to pay a higher price for Red Zone channel, and they can't see too many more coming in for, 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 uh, for Sunday ticket. And that's really... Uh, I mentioned the um, spreading out of the games. That the launch of the Red Zone Channel is another thing that really kind of hit at uh, hit at the um, Sunday ticket. That is amazing. That really is amazing. So cable companies almost value the Red Zone Channel more than the Sunday ticket package. It's wild. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that, but right. they're happy enough with with the uh, Red Zone Channel that right. that, that they're not uh, being active in in terms of. Uh, going after the uh, the red uh, the uh, Sunday ticket package. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. So so back to the Sunday ticket package with the NFL, like we said, it run, the contract runs through 2021. Why? So if the NFL has this window now where they can sort of do something else, and Goodell, I think he recently gave a quote where he said the next round of talks will probably include additional players. Why wouldn't they try to get another 
company involved now? Why the wait until after 2021? I think they, it, it, it comes down to money. I mean, if they can't make the same amount of money as they're getting right now from DirecTV, they're, they're not going to take less money for the product. Um, the NFL is also, they, they view um, Sunday ticket differently than you do as a fan. Uh, the, uh, the NFL does not, so one of the reasons that the NFL never gave it to cable is because cable, everybody had cable. They went to, you know, more than 100 million homes in, in, in the United States, and it was, it was pretty easy to get. And so they, they think that if, if uh, the Sunday ticket package ended up getting too many subscribers, then it would really start to hurt the television ratings for the regular Sunday packages, which would then p- potentially hurt the rights fees that Fox and CBS and, and whoever else comes in uh, w- would pay for that for those games. So they, they've uh, been very um, clear about not wanting to go to the, uh, to, to the provider where it, it will go to the, the most people. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's where somebody like, you know, DAZN, uh, is, is interesting on this something like you know even ESPN Plus where you have to do a, a separate um, you know five dollar a month fee but uh, you, you'd have to pay more for Sunday ticket undoubtedly mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's kind of interesting but the, the idea of going sort of if you're a Comcast subscriber or a Time Warner subscriber and you you could just get access to it uh, is something that they've they've really always shied away from and the interesting interesting thing to me is going to be whether they're going to continue that or whether they're going to just going to say, like, we're, we're going to try to get as many subscribers as possible for it. Do, you have no way of knowing this. Obviously, we're a long way off. But if you had to predict, if you had to make a guess, where would the Sunday ticket be in 2022? Uh, my prediction, uh, based on nothing, right. is that uh, it's going to go away from DirecTV. Uh, it will be... Um, a combination of people like uh, uh, like DAZN, I think, will, will uh, make a big play for it. They have a lot of money, and that also fits with the, the NFL strategy, I think, of, uh, of not wanting it to be sort of to, to in front of a mass audience. Um, I think that if, if they wait until, until 2021, 2022 to, to do it, this is something that could be wrapped up with another sort of with one of the regular rights deals for uh, for one of the packages that are out there. So I could see, you know, ESPN Plus uh, as, as doing something with it. I could see one of the other networks starting like an OTT business, uh, an over the top business, direct to consumer that could uh, that could do something with it. Uh, but I think that eventually you're going to see it uh, with as many different people as uh, companies as possible. Um, Amazon is somebody I haven't mentioned. I think that, that you know they're a wild card. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Um, but the, the the big question that I'm going to be looking at between now and then is sort of with these big tech companies like you know Google's getting killed on Capitol Hill, right. and like you know is this something that's going to preclude them from making a really big programming purchase like with the NFL, or is this something that's going to drive them to say? Boy, we really need to do something in order to keep subscribers coming happy and, and uh, with, with trustworthy programming like Sunday Ticket. So that's uh, that's sort of the things that are up in the air right now. Right, and you mentioned you could see it leaving Directv, and you mentioned all these streaming options with Amazon and um, the Zone and all that. Do you th- is there any chance though it would also be on a cable system? I mean, like I said earlier, I have Verizon FiOS. Do you think there's a, is there any scenario where FiOS may end up with it in turn and then? It, in addition with the streaming services. What do you think? Uh, just the only s- way I could see that happening is if, you know, if uh, 5G ends up coming, then the Verizon does a, 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 a deal for the mobile rights, and then it, 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 is, it is able to get rights that go on there. But the problem with 
doing a, a deal like with, say, a Comcast or a Time Warner is that, you know, Comcast only goes to, you know, 30% of the country. Right. I mean, you really, for, for the price that the NFL wants for Red Zone, it really needs to be a national carrier, and, and cable is very regional. And so that's uh, that hurts them in terms of their uh, negotiating. And like I said, the, the cable executives that I've talked to are so happy with uh, with the red zone that they, they don't see much of a, a a need for going after Sunday ticket. Absolutely fascinating. And then, and then the other thing I wanted to discuss with you, which which piggybacks off of this, is there have also been a lot of now. I mean, you're telling me nothing's going to happen until 2022 with the NFL negotiating new deals, but there have already been rumblings. For By the while. way, Jimmy, when are yeah. you posting this? Because something could happen tomorrow, for all I know. But the, but 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 that's that's a tenor of thing uh, yeah. of how things are going right now. Yeah. Well, if I mean, we're going to post it on Wednesday morning, and if something happens in the next twelve hours, we'll figure something out. If something happens in the next twelve hours, yeah. we'll do an emergency pod yeah. on that. Okay. Yeah, we'll retape. Um, <laughs> the other factor in all this too that a lot of people I, uh, there's been a lot of speculation about ABC, not ESPN, but ABC trying to get involved in a Sunday afternoon situation, I guess. And um, I saw something recently where, you know, the NFL is sort of getting away from more and more year, year after year. They're getting away from CBS has the AFC Fox has the NFC. There's that cross. Um, what's it called? When, when CBS gets an NFC, they call it the cross flex. Yeah. The cross flex. So we're seeing more and more of that. And I saw something where maybe, you know, CBS will get AFC, Fox will have the NFC, and then ABC will get inner uh, conference games. What, what, do you, what do you think is the situation with ABC in, in all this? Um, I, find, I don't think that ABC is going to be a real big player for the Sunday afternoon package. I think, I, and, and the reason comes down to the fact that Fox and, and CBS, they own most of, uh, most of their channels. ABC, they they don't own most of their local channels. They're they're, they're owned elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's sort of a traditional network that it, it just doesn't. It, it won't make as much financial sense uh, for them as it would for some of the other broadcast networks. That being said, uh, just take a look at how uh, ESPN's new president Jimmy Pitaro is is dealing with the NFL. They love the NFL. They want to get into business with the NFL and. Um, I can see ABC coming in and trying to poach any single one of the uh, primetime packages, Thursday night, Sunday night. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Monday night. Um, I can see like ESPN also wants to be a part of it. I think there's a potential that Disney could end up you know, with, with two packages, uh, just like Fox has two packages right now. Right. I, I find it unlikely that ABC is going to go after the, uh, the, the Sunday afternoon but I, 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 if I'm betting right now, I would bet that they're going to be able to poach one of the uh, one of the primetime packages. I know Fox has four years left on the Thursday night deal. Do you know what? I don't know off the top of my head. Do you know what NBC's situation is with the Sunday night? Because that that's the big that's obviously the biggest game of the week in terms of numbers. Yeah, those all end in like 2022. They, okay. they, they, uh, Thursday night, Sunday night, um, Monday night ends a year earlier. But you, you can do like a quick extension for that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, th- I think that the interesting thing to me on this is everybody, even Roger Dell was talking about, you know, we're going to see some new players potentially. And I think that they could indeed sell, uh, you know, some sort of streaming package, you know, non-exclusively or maybe, maybe exclusively to one of these, uh, uh, one of these people. But the, you're going to have more than enough broadcast and cable networks 
in the bidding to to keep the prices uh, to be re- re- the price that's going to come out for the next uh, round of NFL rights is going to blow your mind. And just think, it was only what two years ago when we had an NF- the NFL is dying narrative going on. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite hot take. I mean, even when the NFL was dying, and by the way, the NFL business wasn't looking great. You know, the ratings were down and attendance was down, and it still killed every other sport by far. Every other sport would love to be dying like the NFL uh, was dying. I thought Colin Kaepernick killed the NFL. That was what I was told. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, all of a sudden the money is going to just, you know, pour in in 20. Who, who would have thunk it? Anyway. Um Speaking of ESPN and football, they made the announcement uh, on Tuesday today while we're taping. Uh, they're sticking with their Sunday countdown cast for the most part. The only change is Teddy Bruschi is being added. Uh, I, I thought there might be a host switch there, but they stuck with Sam Ponder. Were you surprised by that? Um, n- not really. I think that they want to... I think one of the things that ESPN wants to do is, you know, they've had, they've struggled a little bit with their pregame, um, you know, ever since sort of, you know, uh, Boomer uh, took off. And, you know, they, I think that they want to try to get some sort of consistency going there. And the idea of, uh, and you, you see this with their the basketball um, studio show all the time. They sort of, every couple of years, they step back and they blow the whole thing up and then try to try something new. And I think that they just, they, they want to give this a little bit of time to, uh, to germinate and get and and develop some fans, so it did. It didn't surprise me a huge uh, a huge amount to see that. Um, but I, you know, if if ratings go downwards, if you know, I mean, they'll they'll make those changes. But I think they they do want some consistency with it. And did it then, surprise you, Jimmy? Um, it surprised me a little bit, only because I know. Well, I I think the ratings for them were up last year compared to the year before, uh, when the ratings were down. I think pretty significantly. That was the first year without Chris Berman there. I do think, listen, NFL pregame shows are not exactly must-see TV anymore. I think, you know, there's just so many other options out there now. I'm not, the days of people sitting down at 11 a.m., 12 noon on a Sunday for, you know, features, it's not really what it used to be. But I will say, for just for me personally, I'm always going to go to Fox and NFL Network before I go to ESPN because of basically the crew. I mean, I was a big fan of the Berman-Tom Jackson pairing. I think the Tom Jackson departure is just as big as the Berman departure. Um, but, you know, whatever I, whatever floats your boat. I, personally, like, I'm not really, you know, uh, waiting for bated breath with Rex Ryan for Rex Ryan's opinion and Matt Hasselbeck, Tim Hasselbeck, you know. Matt Hasselbeck, whichever one it is, but that's just me. Yeah, I I, I do think like you know, the you know when the NFL Network they start at seven a.m. with this, and you know yeah. ESPN starts at you know, nine ten a.m. Uh, Fox has a the show that starts at uh, right. eleven. Yeah, and CBS uh, Sports Network starts with you know the other pregame show and. There are hours of pregame shows on multiple networks, and it just it does make it. There is, there is that overload, you know. It's, it's wild. It's not Brent and yeah. uh, and Phyllis and Irv anymore. No, it's wild how much because you also have now. There's all these fantasy shows. Now there's all these gambling shows. On a set on a Sunday morning, I'm usually before the game start driving around, taking care of stuff that you know you got to take care of for the week, and I'm listening to Brent's 
Visin station on Sirius because they do the gambling stuff. So there's something for everyone out there on a, on a Sunday morning, that's for sure. But we'll see how that goes with uh, Sam Ponder again for uh, the third season hosting NFL Sunday Countdown. The other pregame show that has a full revamp coming, you wrote about this in Sports Business Journal, is the Fox College football pregame show. It's going to be called Big Noon Kickoff. And then uh, I guess the game is called Big Noon Saturday. So they're going. So Fox is going to go all in on making the noon game sort of their marquee event, which I don't understand because that eliminates sort of the Pac-12, which they own the rights to. Uh, you know, the Pac- they're still going to have um, primetime games. Right. And I, I think the, the Pac-12 is going to be uh, involved in those a lot, but... You know, if you talk to the Fox executives, what they what they say is like last year, and uh, in, in past years, they've scheduled prime their best games in prime time because that's what everybody does in television. Right. And all of a sudden, their best game in prime time is going against ABC's uh, best game in prime time. It's going against uh, CBS uh, would have a SEC game in prime time two or three times a year. ESPN, ESPN two, and on down the line would have their you know their best games in prime time, right. and they just thought the competition in prime time, even though the audience was going to be bigger, was so big that they'd rather go and 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 own that noon to three o'clock window when they're going to be going against you know a, a lesser game on on ESPN. ABC um, you may or may not have a game; it'll be regionalized. Uh, you know that. Uh, CBS with the SEC that doesn't start until three thirty on the on the East Coast. So potentially you'll see like you know Maryland Minnesota on on um, you know ESPN and, and you'll see you know uh, Michigan versus Ohio State on Fox you know or or, or something like that. So right. they think that it's it's easier to to get audiences and build audiences in, in that in that noon window than it is against all that tough competition during prime time. All right. This episode of the SI Media Podcast is sponsored by Third Love. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Third Love has more sizes than most other brands. They offer more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. And... Third Love is very convenient to use. Skip the trip, find your fit with Third Love's online fit finder. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Third Love gives you a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit fit stylists are available every day to help via text chat or phone and returns and exchanges are free and easy third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering my listeners 15 percent off your first order go to thirdlove.com slash media now to find your perfect fitting bra get 15 percent off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com slash media for 15 percent off today i I think fans I think fans will always gravitate to the best game. I think fans have gotten smarter. I think with all the stuff that's out there in terms of where to find games, people know where to go. So, I know the Fox strategy is, you know, put our marquee game at noon 
and in hopes of that'll get people to the pregame show. But I, I just I think it's going to be a situation where everyone's still going to watch game day and then they'll flip over to Fox at 12 for the game. I, I don't see the pregame siphoning off game day viewers, even if the best game is on noon. I think people are smart enough to know how to flip the channels. Oh, this this season, game day is going to kill Fox in, in, in the ratings, at the, the Fox pregame show. I mean, it, it, it's very hard to break that habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was talking to, um, in that story that you referenced, I talked to Mark Silverman, the president of, uh, of Fox Sports, and you know, he even, t- he even just kind of said that he doesn't even want to look at, at, uh, at game day or compare the ratings. He just wants to see uh, general ratings growth, and his hope is eventually, you know, if, if uh if your team is playing in the noon game or if there's a game in the noon game that you want to see, you're going to want to come over and, you know, maybe a little bit earlier just to watch like the last 15 minutes or the last 10 minutes. And the big problem there is that happens to be the crescendo of, of, uh, uh, of the ESPN show where, you know, Corso puts on the, uh, the mascot yep. head that, you know, almost nobody wants to miss. So yep. it's, uh, it's going to be a tough, a tough go for Fox, at least for the next season or two, I would think. Yeah, I just uh, I've said this many times before. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I just don't see the nation making sure they get to Fox at noon or excuse me, eleven a.m. on a Saturday morning because of Urban Meyer. But (laughs) not even Columbus uh, is going to do that. Yeah, I don't don't think so. A couple of ratings things also just from the past week. You know, it's so funny to see. I I don't know how you feel about this. I feel like the spin on ratings numbers is more out of control than ever in terms of, you know, the MLB All-Star game was the lowest rated All-Star game for baseball ever. And I think I saw like Fox try to spin it as, you know, they won the night. Um, but not only did they win the night, Jimmy, but they're, they're, it was a bigger rating than the NBA gets for its All-Star game oh, yeah, or the yeah, NHL yeah. gets for its All-Star game. When that's your spin, you know it's a terrible rating. Although they did conveniently leave out the NFL Pro Bowl game, which uh, it, it got crushed well, by, but that, that's either here or there. That, well, that you just you just like, totally perfectly made my point in terms of the spin. So Fox will spin it as we beat the NHL and NBA All Star games. It, it was a great night for us. Meanwhile, it's the lowest rated MLB All Star game ever. They got crushed by the Pro Bowl. It, the, the spin is uh, it, it gets pretty classic these days. I will say this, though. I, I do, uh, as somebody that, that uh, makes his living looking at these ratings numbers, yeah. I do think that, that we spend too much time and effort sort of just dissecting them on a, on a game-by-game basis. Mm-hmm. And um, it is spin, but it's spin that I do agree with. I, Fox handily won the night, and its, uh, its advertising base was plenty happy, and that's the main reason that the ratings are, are, are out there. And it's, uh, I, I don't think that the uh, – I don't see the lowest rating ever – for a, a MLB All Star game as as being predictive of what's going to happen necessarily in the MLB playoffs, you know, in, in MLB for September or right. even the, uh, even the World Series. So I, I just, you know, it, 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 it's a number. It's an inter- interesting trend to look at, but it's it's one of of many spokes that that I use to to determine sort of the the health of a of a uh, league or a, a game. It's, it's almost. Like we talked about at the top, but the red zone basically stealing all the thunder from Sunday ticket. Now what happens is the home run derby steals all the thunder from the All-Star game. 
And you know what they were saying uh, before the game was uh, typically a really good home run derby adds to the interest and, and helps the numbers for, for the game. But that didn't happen this time. It was a great home run derby, yeah. but it did, didn't translate with the game. And I do think that the game itself, I don't know if you watched, but sort of the mic'd up players and the way uh, Joe Buck would, uh, talked to them and the way, way they talked amongst themselves, to me, it, it was a fabulous presentation. Yeah. Uh, of, of, uh, I just thought it was a great production by Fox. I, I didn't watch, but I saw the clips of all the players mic'd up on, on YouTube. And listen, they, they should be doing that all the time because it's riveting. And I think it would, that would draw viewers in. Um, not enough for me to watch an, you know, an exhibition game, but the more yeah, Mike, the, <laughs> the clips were more than enough, yeah, right? Yeah, but it, I think in every sporting event, the more you can get players mic'd up, the, you know, the more every, all these leagues and networks should do it. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah it, uh, I think, you know, the, the, uh, being an exhibition, it worked so much easier and better, yeah. I think, for Fox. Uh, and, like, at, at one point, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but in the first inning, you know, the batter is at the plate, and he's talking with uh, yeah. John Smoltz, trying to get him to steal the signals of the catcher. And Smoltz is trying to help him out. He's like, oh, they, you know, they changed the signals on me. And, and you, know, you, couldn't do, you couldn't do, have an interaction like that in a game that actually mattered. You know? that, or even in spring training when the guys are trying to make the team or not. But, you know, in an exhibition, it, it, was, it, was, it made me laugh out loud. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, I think that, that was Freddie Freeman, if I'm not mistaken. That's exactly who it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was great stuff. It was great stuff. And the last thing in terms of the ratings from recently, uh, the U.S. women's soccer now I saw that too, where the spin was they beat the men's rating, but they <laughs> with the men without the, the the U.S. in it, right? But then they, but the women's rating this year wasn't as high as the women's rating from the last tournament. But those games were in prime time; these were not in prime. But overall, I have to assume Fox was thrilled with what they got out of the uh, women's soccer tournament, correct? Yeah, I think uh, Fox was probably, uh, if uh, you gave them truth serum, they were probably disappointed with the rating in the final, especially given it was the U.S. women. Uh, it was a close game, and the U.S. women, women prevailed. So I, I, I think that they expected, and I expected, a higher rating than it got. But you know, all told, the, the numbers that came from the Women's World Cup, uh, Fox was very happy with. I think they should be happy with. Uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the women, um, the U.S. Uh, team uh, sort of transcended sports, you know. I mean, I think uh, general fans uh, ended up knowing about them and, and wanting, wanting to watch them. And I think the ratings, especially given that the games were in the middle of the afternoon on weekdays, the ratings were much higher than I was anticipating for, for the entire uh, for the entire tournament. Even though the final might have been a little bit disappointing. What time did the final start? I don't. I think wasn't it like eleven a.m. Oh, it was okay. it, it was an early start to right. the final. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would have just from the all the coverage that that team got, I I thought. That sort of, you know, Fox had to be pleased, but and it helps when the president comes out and starts bashing the team because that generates interest. So, they, I thought, yeah, that actually, you know, I think that really did help a lot. To oh, be honest, of course, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we see it helping the NFL now. Look, they're about to cash in in twenty twenty two. I was kind of hoping you'd come on here and tell me, you know, I'd be free from the, you know, the, <laughs> the nation would be free from the Directv. Uh, shackles on Sunday ticket, you know, this year, but I guess it's not happening. A little no, bit I, th- I think it'll be a couple of years, and I, you know, to, uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm the NFL, I'm I'm also thinking about they're able to do this, just different ways of presenting 
uh, Sunday ticket. I mean, do, do you need to buy the entire Sunday ticket? Or if you happen to be, you know, a Tennessee Titans fan, can you buy Tennessee Titans? I only want those games. And if, if they go to a big tech streaming companies, they can easily uh, fi- figure that out. So it's a, you know, I, I have a feeling that by the time, um, by, by the time they come to market again in, in a couple of years, this, the Sunday ticket that you grew up with is going is going to be radically different. Right. There are enough degenerate gamblers and fantasy football players in the country, though, where they will pay for every game. What I'd love to see, what I would love to see the NFL do, is something that the NBA started to do last year, and I don't, I don't know how much of a success it was, or if they're going to do it this year with the, you know, you could buy uh, the fourth quarter of a game for ninety nine cents or something like that. Yeah, they started to do that with the the, the NBA, and uh, yeah. I, you know. I haven't seen any numbers on that, but I suspect that it was uh, it was uh, plenty popular. Yeah, I'd love to see the NFL do something like that, but that I'm sure won't happen in in the NFL. So, what can you do? All right. Well, John, I appreciate it, and um, good stuff there with the NFL. It's amazing that the the country is just we we worship at the altar of the NFL. It's crazy. It's incredible. Yeah. It's happened every single year, yeah. and. And Jimmy, I tell you this privately. I'm happy to tell you on on the pod. Yeah. You're kicking ass with this uh, podcast. I think you're doing a really good job, and I'm I'm uh, actually pretty happy to come on anytime. So th- thanks for the invite. Well, thank you very much for saying that. I appreciate it. that's very uh, that's very nice of you. And uh, we'll definitely have you back on here uh, as we get closer to the NFL season and we get all of our NFL, college football, NBA, get all the sports rolling again as we uh, go through the lull of the summer. Awesome, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thank you. Take care. All right, my thanks to John Oran from Sports Business Journal. Gave you good stuff there on the broadcasting future of the NFL. And uh, if you are not a subscriber and you enjoyed John Oran's appearance, please hit the subscribe button. Feel free to rate and review as well. You could also dip into the archives. Last week, Ramona Shelburne from ESPN. Joe Buck two weeks ago. Seth Rollins from the WWE three weeks ago. Scott Van Pelt as well recently. All on the SI Media Podcast. Check those out in the archives if you have not. And we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.